0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why UnitedHealthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. We've got
1: a sponsor this season we How have. exciting It's brilliant and, But it, the main thing is This is a sponsor That really is everything That we're about right You've had first hand experience I have indeed Fiona Lamb
2: uh, was introduced to me Two years ago She helped me Open my mind Through hypnotherapy To find a relationship And she's helped my, my my She's changed my life And she's brought out A brand new Mind detox app Which helps you meditate And I couldn't be prouder And happier To have it on board It's oh, a perfect fit and if you want to download that app you can go onto the app store and google play it's called mind detox and the the values are in line with us it's happiness love and fun check it out
1: hello and welcome to the naked professors podcast matt is joining me but he's not here right now he's going to be here in the conversation but i'm going to intro this one um it's with a guy called ben west who i've followed for a long time and been very inspired by he's a uh, twenty something. Uh, forgive me, Ben. I don't know exact age. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty, maybe even. He's at university, and there's a there's a real tough story around this. Ben lost his brother. I think at sixteen to suicide, and um, he talks to us about the moment he well that he went through that with his parents, and ever since that moment, he's been championing the importance of mental health, um, particularly for people around his age, for teenagers, for for, for men in their early 20s and he's been on my radar for a long time to want to have a conversation because I don't see many men in that space talking like he does if I'm perfectly honest but yet the passion oozes out of him, this is his mission once he lost his brother he's been dedicated to this cause and yeah we get into um, how mental health can be applicable, how it can be helped with teenagers, what needs to be done for for young boys coming through the education system, how can they be helped with their mental health what needs to be done. And uh, Ben, like Matt and I, speech from the heart. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a powerful conversation this one, particularly with the backstory and the way Ben communicates and all the amazing work he did he did, and is doing. I say he did because he was in with Boris Johnson talking mental health the week before last. So he's, he's getting there, Boris one week, The Naked Professor's the next. I don't know what, where he goes from there, but um, no, it's a privilege to, to sit with Ben and, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Ben West.
3: Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you excited? I'm very excited. Very very excited. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to your first series, so it's nice to be included in the second one. Oh. Yeah. 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 Really good. Oh, amazing. It's Thank
1: a, you very it's much. It's a privilege to have you here. But before we do the the, 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 the that kind of stuff, should mm-hmm. we should we get straight into... I'm glad you said that yeah, because we do trail off, don't yeah. we? We <laughs> go off one and then we <laughs> yeah. go back to check in. Well, yeah. So, so we cre- should start cre- with the it check. It creates in. the atmosphere, doesn't it? So it love does. To just yeah, actually know where we're all at. So. Ben, you won't have heard yet, but this series we check in with with, with every guest, so just to understand where we're all at before we start. Okay. So, um, Matt, should we give give the guests a bit of a brief on on? Should we start? Yeah, basically? Sure.
2: yeah, we'll just do it yeah. and instead of explaining again for yeah, our for listeners. Yeah. So, um, I'll I'll start. Yeah? I'll check in first. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna check in with. Oh, dead air is never good on radio or television, but on our show, it's more than welcome, isn't it? Oh, what? Dead air. Oh, dead air, yeah, yeah, it's powerful. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Now I'm just doing it on purpose. <laughs> I'm going to check in with, I'm a little bit tense today, I'm a little bit tense for different reasons, um, have um, something going on in my personal life, which I'd like to resolve, doesn't seem to be resolving that quickly. Um, or as or as or as quickly as I would like it to be, and I am tense because this is needed just under two weeks until I do the New York Marathon, and I am bricking it because I think I maybe have not done enough training or I. I'm an idiot because I'm not going to be able to complete it Or I'm going to be injured so I'm just a bit anxious about that uh, Sort of a bit tense uptight. I'm uptight because of those two things um, But again, sitting in this room I'm I'm sitting in this room I'm relaxing into this room I find that this is a really safe space, Ben So um, I, I I almost have a feeling like I'm just sitting down to do therapy you know so Mm. i'm sitting and and i'm looking for i'm excited i'm looking forward to the conversation so i was running around today with these anxieties but looking forward to getting into my safe space taking Mm. my my trainers off which i've done for the first Mm. time and just sitting in here with my tracksuit box and having a nice conversation
1: (laughs) so i'm in nice that's beautiful um yeah i'm i'm kind of operating on cloud nine at the moment um I came back from my first retreat on, on uh, Sunday morning, Saturday night, and um, that was just a really powerful experience for me, a really beautiful experience. And um, yeah, I, kind of, I, I didn't sleep very well all week on the retreat. It was quite intense, really intense for me. But um, So I should be sort of tired and like getting, but I'm, I've kind of got this energy inside of me that something special has happened. And um, I wrote on my Instagram, I don't think I've ever felt as proud as I do of myself right now. Um, so I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm operating at, off that energy. Um and uh, which actually is weird because I feel actually also very subdued I think I just feel so totally calm I think I've just achieved a mountain and I've sort of got to, got to not to the top of it but you know I've, I've conquered something so kind of just almost relaxing into it after everything it's like whoa so I probably feel kind of um that as well um and yeah like you matt i mean it, it, this is this is, it's not any safe space, but it's a it's a really inspiring powerful space, isn't it? It's, it's very set. we have our conversations are so open here, but I love them, I really love them and um yeah it's it's a beautiful space to be sat here, so there's always energy flowing inside of me when it, whenever I'm back in the seat and uh th- this is gonna be a special one I think, and talking to Ben about um well everything that's gonna come is is it, i think this is powerful, so I'm excited to sat to be sat here, yeah, I mean. Oh, oh nice. nice one. Okay,
3: well, uh, for myself, I'm very stressed today. Yeah, I've, got three, I've got three places a bit at the same time. I've got assignments due. Um, I had an assignment due this morning that, that I submitted, and, and it went absolutely, it was a bit of a car crash. Um, <laughs> so it's nice to, as you say, nice to be sitting here, all very chilled, got a bottle of water, just ready to just forget about everything outside, forget about the deadlines, forget about uni, um, which is a bit of a nightmare at the moment, and just kind of and be here... Talk about everything that's going on, everything's happening in a very open environment. I think that's going to be really amazing. So I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, as soon as I step out that door, <laughs> stress, <laughs> a lot of stress at the moment, stressful time of year at uni. Um, and that's all waiting for me when I get back. <laughs>
1: but I've got, got, what have I got? 40 minutes to of freedom <laughs> exactly yeah we'll, we'll, keep, we'll try to keep you as present as we can by brilliant. grilling you as hard as we can I guess <laughs> brilliant <laughs> can I say Ben I think oh, there's yeah. a
2: different look on your face at the moment
1: yeah do, do you know do you remember yeah. when you, you've done some of the men's retreats yeah sorry if, if I've interrupted that no, but fine. you see people physically change yeah during the experience and um, I saw that when I, when I was, when I led this retreat I saw the people there physically change and I think probably you know I've taken some of that on board as well um, it's you seem so, so much more relaxed, and yeah. like what you said about um, being feeling
2: like you've achieved something, and not having that void afterwards. You're just sitting in the comfortable euphoria of self-achievement, and that's that's. That's when you're on your right purpose, I feel, when you're doing something. You go, instead of going, I've done that, now what's next? And you might be thinking what's next and looking forward to it, but you can, you're just allowing yourself to bathe in the glory of achievement. That, And I feel mm-hmm. that... You just sit in there. You're in a shirt which I've never seen you in <laughs> no. before, because you've got a fancy pants party to go to tonight. But I see it in your face. You you you've had this gritty, determined look on your face for a while, which is brilliant. The energy of that's wonderful. But like now, I, I see it, it's like you're an accompl- You feel like it seems like you have you just had given birth to a baby. No, you're not you,
1: but you you're a father mm. to a baby. Yeah. You know I feel? it looks like you're a new dad. Tight, and it's a good analogy because it's exactly how I feel if I'm honest. You know, yeah. it's um, and I, I say that you know when you get out of your comfort zone. You know, for, for that was way out of my comfort zone. What I've just experienced for the last week and um, way out, and it weighed on my shoulders for a long time. That and, was the APEA, ab- 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 yeah, yeah, ab- yeah. So, um, yeah, it was heavy for me for a long. You know, I never. It was a bit like finals, actually exams. We'll talk about this in a bit, but felt like I could never really switch off because always there's always more prep I could do. But having now done that. And and for it to go like how it did, and and to see the reaction from the people on on there, and to know that kind of I facilitated that. Suddenly, it's like not only there's a weight off, but there's new energy within. It's like, well, what what else can you achieve if that's so hard? And and it went well. What else can happen now? Like my fears are yeah. uh, are, are kind of being thrown to one side, and all these new possibilities. It's, it's a wonderful oh. thing, and
2: I, you you must have felt this, Ben, when you when you do something from your heart mm. and it comes off, and it feels like this amazing rush of adrenaline going through you, like that. I just got that for you from you. What you know? what I mean, I, I've I've seen, I've caught up briefly on what you've been doing, seeing the sunrises and sunsets, and knowing we've discussed this two years ago about retreats and stuff, and to feel it that you've done it and you've done
1: an amazing job of it that you're proud of. I'm I'm buzzing off your energy. Oh, thank you. Nice yeah, one. It's it's um. It's very special, and, and for me, it's a massive lesson in, in the value of keep stepping out of the comfort zone. Yeah, you know what else scares me? What else can I achieve? I need a little break. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; <laughs> I want to breathe for a bit. Yeah, but um, I can't wait for that. that's the, huge I've, growth, isn't it? Yeah, because I've grown. I've really yeah. grown in that in that, in that week. Oh, so, for, um, for someone that
3: doesn't sorry, for someone that doesn't know what these things into, what does, what, what do you do during the week? Uh, the um, so,
1: the, of so this retreat was was the, the concept was getting out of your head and into your heart. So um, I I took everyone on on a journey um, and it involved becoming very vulnerable, it involved getting out of all the stories that you hear, the self-talk that that will try and keep you safe and try and keep keep you sort of stuck in this place of security but uninspired and to go into this wonderful journey of actually what's inside of you, who could you be if you let go of all those stories and, and getting people to start embodying that and it's scary. They're not used to it. They're not feeling safe. But at the end of the five days, having done all these things, suddenly they look at each other at the end, and they're deeply connected because they've seen each other, other's hearts, not all their stories and all the security. Actually, the real them, their truth, and uh, and yeah, they, they've they've all grown and become lighter. They've, they've let go of all the baggage of all the stories right. they were telling themselves, and suddenly their heart is just shining, and uh, they, they look like different people. I, I look like a different person. But it's it's um, the amazing thing for me is that for a long time. I've done quite a few retreats over the last few years, and they've been a massive part of my mental health journey. And um, I've always looked in awe at the people at the front. You know, Matt, Matt, we obviously know Craig White, who we've both done his retreat. Mm -hmm. We look at him at the front and you think, what you know, this guy, unbelievable, taking me on this. This is just incredible. And for me to, to not put myself in that same bracket, but to do what some of those people have done, it's like, you know, I can't almost believe it myself. Yeah it's it's um I'm becoming more than I thought I was possible of almost right and um yeah,
2: so uh, that's huge. So you're yeah. saying that you didn't have a hungover Burger King in the <laughs> airport on the way back? <laughs> you, you didn't end up in like a high Ibiza? Wow! <laughs> I mean, you didn't finish with some uh, margaritas on the beach?
1: Did you know? We, we went out for a celebration dinner, but I, I um, being the party pooper I am, I said one drink only. Fair enough. Ready, and I had some water. You wouldn't want to ruin it, would you? Well, no. <laughs> <We're in bliss. laughs> I tell you very quickly before we get
2: into it, I did a retreat once in Ibiza for a week and it was beautiful it was uh, the Ibiza body booty camp body <laughs> I think that's what you say body booty camp is it body camp no I added booty as I always do uh, <laughs> I did a week of no uh, sugar right, vegan wow. loads of training lots of meditation lots of kind of yoga and then got so excited back within myself really excited and uh, my friends live in Ibiza and I went I'm staying for another week I'm going to come and see yeah. you and then completely fucked it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. those were the oh. worst things I've ever done I oh. remember sitting in my friend's house going oh I shouldn't be having San Miguel now
1: I shouldn't be <laughs> you think you've earned it don't you I've, yeah exactly oh, that, that was my mindset yeah. then. like
2: now I'm sitting and I'm like oh yeah. I'm going to be in this space for as long right. as I can yeah. and, and be aware that things might for pop sure. up but I'm going to sit in as long as I can I'm not going to go straight out <laughs> in Ibiza and ruin oh, my the life
3: tempta- the temptations
1: there, though, is isn't it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it well, is. yeah exactly but it is, there's always temptation yeah. it's always that t- that's part of mental strength for me is knowing mm. what serves you you know what? Yes. Actually, re- what re- are your real values? Not Absolutely. not the instant gratification. What's really? I feel like we've got to give Ben some. This is, I know. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben. That's all right. No, we've we, created we,
2: we, we we <laughs> the safe space. That's what we've <laughs> Yeah, very, there.
1: very. Yeah. For all the things that we've just spoken about, yeah. Ben has just been doing some incredible stuff in mental health recently. Well, and, thank you. Um, you know, you're inspiring me. All the time oh. from your from your social seeing what, seeing what you're doing and um, can we start at the very beginning as yep. to why all this why everything you're doing Absolutely. happened because yeah. this is what it's about so,
3: so it, it, you have to go back to September 2017 um, and I was in the kitchen and my mum told me that my brother had been diagnosed with depression and at the time went right over my head what's that I've got no idea what depression is got no idea that mental health. That sort of thing I remember for example at school a girl took a day off for an, and her excuse was she had a panic attack I remember being in the corridor and just laughing just being like how on earth could that be that excuse that's so pathetic yeah. and looking back on that obviously after what happened you know I can go oh that's that's terrible that's how could I have said that that's so I mean panic attacks can be debilitating but I had no idea so I kind of pushed that to the sides oh my brother's got depression You know, put on a happy song, he'll get over it. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately, he didn't get over it. And in January of 2018, three months after he was diagnosed, he took his own life. Um, uh, It was a Sunday, it was 21st January, and I was getting ready for school I had the next day. And suddenly, out of nowhere, there was this horrible scream from my mum uh, and obviously you react in exactly how you'd imagine you tear off your headphones drop everything and run uh, and I open the door and he she just found him after he'd taken his own life I, w- I Was fortunate that I'd done a lot of first-aid training, so I kind of knew what to do in instinctively so I just launched in and um, but the thing is you imagine this being a really emotional experience that you that you kind of you have an emotional connection to the experience but it wasn't like that for me I felt like I'd just been put in the back seat and an autopilot completely taken over because I didn't react in an emotional way I just thought there's a problem in front of me I know the solution let's just do CPR and that's I didn't think past that to the point where I remember at one point I was joking having a joke with the 999 call handler which just seems so bizarre but that was just the. That, I think that just shows in my mind the level of trauma that that was that was happening to me at that point. And it was only really after the paramedic took over about half an hour later that I stood back and I went, "Whoa, what's going on here?" You know. And I realised that statistically, my brother was dead, and that's not going to change. Um, and obviously, then you know, you're thrown into hell on earth, uh, and I mean that in the most uh, the horrible terms. You know, hell on earth. When you realise that this person, they thought you've got many, many, many years to come. You know, he's your younger brother. He should be there for the rest of your life. And I was, he was only 15. I was only 17. Um, and then some, suddenly he ripped away. And that was, that was horrendous. And obviously you face some, just the most bizarre emotions all at once, all at very different times. And suddenly you're like, you go through what I call the washing machine. You wake up one morning and you'll be filled with dread, uh, guilt where you to the point where you believe that it was totally 100 percent your fault that he did it because of you and all this stuff was going through your mind and then the next second it'll be total sadness and i think the most the most scary one for me was actually the amount of numbness you feel just like that first instant there's so many long periods of absolutely nothing where you just feel like no different um and I think that's quite—that's kind of how I realised that you—we needed to talk. I needed to talk a little bit more when I went through these periods of numbness, and I just didn't feel like it was affecting me. And I was like, "Well, let's be—let's be, let's be honest—that something's going on up in my brain, right? Because this is a horrible thing that's happening. Why am I not feeling anything? I've got to try and talk, which is one of the reasons that that I presented myself quite openly about, you know, talking about mental health um but one that obviously helped me talking about mental health but another thing that that helped me was being able to help other people and i think we made that very clear as a family that we were going to use this experience to help other people um and we were going to work to try and stop this happening to another family um and so it was about a week after sam died that we set up a just giving page and i remember my dad set it up and he put the uh, he put the target as £10,000 I just laughed and I walked away and I went nope not a chance (laughs) Mm -hmm. and we hit that target in a week and we tripled it in three three more and it was just mind blowing to see that and it was it just goes back to like it was just a surreal time surreal in that I've just lost my brother and totally surreal at the amount of people that came out of the woodwork and were so generous and so supportive. I mean, you don't raise thirty thousand pounds in a month without an incredible community around you. and it was like that throughout, and I thought, you know we've got to try and help. And because we positioned ourselves in that way as a family that we were going to help other people and we were going to help young people suffering with their mental health. I suddenly received a huge number of messages from people that I thought I knew at school and and outside of school and I had must have been over a hundred 150 people say I'm suffering with this I've I've had this happen to me you know to an extent where some people went I've attempted suicide and I thought these were the people that I'm meant to know and suddenly I realized this problem so massive uh, and like it, it just spiraled and I thought well it's wrong that people don't feel like they can talk about this to to their friends and and their local like community and school and stuff. So I was like, I went to my friends. I was like, we need to do something. We need to do something to open this conversation in our local community, and that inspired the walk. So we thought, you know, me and my friends, we um we did DOV together, and we found once you're walking, you're preoccupied and things just start coming out you start talking about things and you don't realize you're talking about them and it just feels like it's a bit of a safe space and so we thought how good would it be if we got a number of people together a local community together all all going on a walk and just have that underlying theme that's mental health and things will just come out and people can start talking and we'll hand out information and we can actually try and open that conversation and make mental health a conversation Um, and that spiraled massively through that year and it, which was so so nice to see for us you know because especially me and my family you know we put a lot of effort into this and we've been through hell and we would just keep working and working on trying to open that conversation and i remember finishing the walk and i got so many messages from people that come on the walk being like this helped so much That was the first time i've spoken about my mental health you know i've realized actually i need to talk more i'm going to see a counselor to the and to the extent where there was one person in particular that said he'd ripped up the pre-planned suicide note and that, oh, that struck a chord with me. That was incredible. So we receive a message like that said that I've ripped up uh, a suicide note. Oh, it was like, that's success. We've succeeded. And I remember telling my team that as well. I was like, we've just succeeded. Mm. Um, and that was only ever meant to be a one-off. Um, and we kind of stopped that. And we went, well, we've had such a massive impact. We can't stop that. We've got to We've got to tell people that we're not stopping. Um, and I remember being in a car journey with my mum. And we were just talking about mental health and, and what goes on in the world. And she says you know, teachers don't receive any training in mental health first aid or or mental health awareness period. And I was just shocked. I was like, this is the biggest killer of young men. This is the biggest killer of students in a classroom and there is no awareness training. There's nothing at all. And I just thought, how is that possible? Um, And so that inspired us to start a petition to make mental health first aid part of teacher training, which has just, again, spiralled and the support for that has been massive. Um... But yeah, that's that's pretty much how it started, and um, that's led you
2: to many awards and opportunities. Yeah, and uh, you that took you to Downing Street.
3: Absolutely, well. yeah. So um I I was awarded with uh, the Sun um, Who Cares Wins Award uh, a few weeks ago, and um, which is just amazing to to be at the receiving end of such kindness, and you know, and to receive these awards because. We never expected any of this to happen. We were just looking out to save one person. It feels amazing for us to have actually reached that, that level. But, but I was at this award ceremony and, and the Prime Minister turns up <laughs> and I get asked if I'd like to speak to him afterwards and I do and I get him on camera and I'm like, we've got this petition out. Would you like to support it? <laughs> uh, and he says, yep, and then go home the next day and I get an email from his office being like, the Prime Minister would like to accept your petition tomorrow. On World Mental Health Day, and then suddenly we had three hours <laughs> to try and sort everything out, print off and ten thousand signatures, and and it was a bit mad, but it was just it was just insane for us again because we started all of this with what we thought was really high expectations, and every opportunity has been totally exceeded, totally exceeded. It's the point where we were standing in front of number ten, just being like, how how is how has it got to this point?
2: What's and, the what's the next step? For that, you have yeah. the petitions.
3: Is it trying to get a law changed, or is it just a, a awareness? Absolutely, I think it, it's kind of a bit of both. So you know, we started obviously as with a very a bit of tunnel vision, being like we need to just change law, get this done. But actually, what we realised when we've got I mean, we've got almost three hundred thousand signatures now, mm. a large proportion of that is teachers that didn't realise that these courses exist outside of outside of teacher training so a large part of what we're trying to do now is raise awareness uh, in schools because obviously the government came out and said that they want one mental health first aider in every school and what a lot of schools have now interpreted that as is you need one mental health first aider and that that ticks the box and you're done but actually that doesn't really make a difference it's about trying to persuade people to think a little bit differently there as well but then and obviously-
2: where's the funding for that? Is that external uh, courses for teachers to go on, or are you trying to get more funding to schools and and and, and uh, governing bodies to to take put these teachers onto these courses?
3: Absolutely, I think this needs to go hand in hand. We're we're calling on government to train all teachers as part of their training. So that's integrated into, into the university courses. Um, but at the moment, the government are headhunting teachers out of schools, training them. And I think more more money obviously needs to be poured into training those teachers and getting those mental health leads in schools because then a lot grows out of that. But we need to have that hand in hand with training everyone that passes through their teacher training. Um, so so yeah, I think it's absolutely like that. We as a charity are going into schools and funding their training for teachers, so we'll go into a school and be like, we can put eight of your staff on a course all you need to do is cover yeah, the cost incredible. of the manuals, because yeah. I mean, you go to some of these schools, and I went to one in, in South East London, and one of their windows broke and they don't have enough money to pay for the window yes. to be fixed, let yeah. alone put one of yeah. their staff yeah, the on teachers a teachers are job, fixing say, the windows themselves these yeah, days yeah. But it's ridiculous yeah. isn't it um, so I think there definitely needs to be more resources poured into it But
1: I mean what you're doing is incredible um, what I'd love to ask you about underneath that though is is why is there this need for for the teachers to be doing this what's going on with the kids how are the kids feeling um because we're a little you know i'm 38 and and you're are you th- 36 36 yeah 36. so you know times are changing all the time mm. and uh you know the story about your brother is is just tragic mm. and I'd love to have a conversation today about what's actually going yeah. on. What's yeah. what is what
2: what's leading kids to feel like this? I think we 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 both work in this field, and and prevention is huge. Yeah. You know, and and it, why why are kids uh, feeling this way? Yeah. And we I, I I fully stand behind training first aiders. You see it a lot more in businesses mm. now. Uh, yeah. Then wherever we go and do talks, there's so many more f- mental health first aiders. Yeah. And it's a it's a solution, isn't it? It's, it's it's absolutely having somebody there to look after the people that are there, and they feel looked after, which is help is helpful. But
3: why are yeah. people in need of help? Absolutely, I think it's just growing pressure, growing pressure. And you know, I've just I've just left school a couple of years ago, and I've spoken to a lot of people that have had problems um, whilst they're at school. And it's just, you know, there's pressure from exams. There's pressure from, you know, the social pressures that we face now, which is not large... Well, you know, that's, that's in school with sort of being masculine and manning up and that's out of school on social media online where you're facing you know you scroll on instagram and you get a model and you get a model and you get a bodybuilder and and it's like there's so many pressures just everywhere and that's how i think how it's changing you know exams get harder every year they get the unis get more selective there's just so many different pressures that people are facing and i think it's that's really what it comes down to Mm -hmm. it's the fact that we are facing more pressure and not being given any sort of advice on how to deal with that stress and stresses can so easily lead to bigger problems. You know, it can start as we've got exams around the corner. That's quite stressful. And then, you know, your grandmother dies or something and then something else happens. And then suddenly, the ball starts rolling, and actually, that can lead to something really detrimental. And if you're not taught that in schools as a student, how to deal with stress effectively, how are you expected to, to know how to help yourself? You're not. So, mm-hmm. that's I think where it's coming from. It's a lack of awareness, a lack of education, and
1: an increased amount of pressure. I mean, pressure is uh, huge. I never heard uh, any, no one gave me a word of advice on any of this stuff, and I never heard the word mind really or the importance yeah. of your mind until I worked with a coach aged 30. You know, I had no mm. idea of the power of my mind. I had no idea what was healthy for me. I had, n- I had no idea about comparing myself to other people or what, how I should be grateful for. what I do have a, no- you know, all these things. Nothing. Yeah. And yet, you know, I knew how to do algebra when I was twelve or whatever. That, uh-huh. Yeah, that useful thing. Exactly yeah. that we show you today. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which has been fundamental in the rest of my life, of course. <laughs> exactly. You know, and and I just. What are we doing? Mm. What's, well, we're um, educating
2: people to do maths and English, etc. and all the sciences, and, and you know, rightly so. But we're not educating people on how to live. Yeah. Life.
1: Yeah. The thing that we're all actually doing. Mm.
2: Yeah. In between all of that stuff, we've got to live yeah. and communicate and, and survive yeah. with, some, in, with all this pressure. Yeah. And there's always been pressure, and you just noted that there's a lot more pressure these days social media is a massive one of course Mm -hmm. keeping up with the Joneses etc but it's happening at a younger age now I think uh, absolutely I remember being like that when I was 15 16 when the brands started to come in yeah you know all that type of thing but it's
3: happening a lot I mean now now, now. now we've got five-year-olds on social media that are self-harming and feeling inadequate and that's that's just crazy Mm. that's so bad that we've got to that point
1: is there anything like a school's talking about social media at all Like the teachers are they doing anything yeah so I mean
3: mental health education does happen in some schools um and you know being safe online that's a key part of a lot of schools p s h agenda. but the thing is, you know, I was talking to the government the other the other week when I went to number ten, and they are very clearly um they' were very aware of the fact that health and you know mental health and being safe online needs to be taught in schools, and they told me, oh, we're going to make it compulsory for schools to teach." Health as part of PSHE, and that's kind of an umbrella term for sexual health, mental health, all of those sorts of things. Mm. And I thought that's great, that's really great because they get an education. But let's be honest, right? Picture the sexual health talks that you had at school, and you had some 80 year old French teacher standing in the front talking about how to use a car like it you just go straight over your head. Mm. You don't listen, do you? No. And unless teachers know what they're talking about and have a passion in what they're talking about they're not you're not going to get the, the right message across and that's the same with any any subject if you have a physics yeah. teacher that doesn't like ph- physics you're not going to be taught well um so i think they need again it comes back to the training they need the training because then they can get the passion
2: i always think it's important to look at what your experience was in school you know if i look at mine and i i see where it went wrong mm. from my perspective like you said earlier when your mum told you about your brother having depression, you thought, what the hell is that? Yeah. And when somebody else said, why did you think that? What was your
3: environment like to make you think that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, I don't really know. I think it wasn't like an influence I had that made me think that so much. I think it was more just a lack of knowledge about it. Mm. You know, if someone came up to you and said, oh, I've just been diagnosed with this completely unknown disease that you've never heard before, what would be your reaction? Just kind of...
2: Mm-hmm. But it. if they said, mm-hmm. like,
3: gungly bungly disease
2: and yeah. it's fatal, you yeah. might go, oh, do you know All yeah. right. What's f- his dick going to fall off? Fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like, but it, mental health or, or true, panic that, that, attack, yeah. you know, we, we know that that could affen- effectively be fatal. Yeah. But it's, I, I, I'm the same because sure. all the stigma that's attached to all these. Um, these illnesses you get with mental health, and you see it a lot actually recently because of the, the Meghan and Harry situation. Yeah. You see a lot of people go dismissing it. Ugh, God, whatever, banging on about mental health yeah. again. You know, you're and mm. yeah, exactly, and all that stuff. The stigma that's attached to it. I had on my own, so I would mm. look at people. A lot. Maybe if it was a soap opera or around me, what do you mean she has time off for her GCSEs because yeah. her parents broke up? What the yeah. fuck? That? What do you mean? Get over mm. it, type stuff. Yeah. I live with that. So I look deeply all the time to see what my environment right. was at the same time, and it's and you're right, a lack of awareness. If somebody was there to go, no, mate, this is serious yeah. shit, and these these are for some examples of where you need to. and And if he was a lot closer to my life, but I think these little things, there's subconscious things, like oh God, just like when you would watch TV with family of mates or films with mates and people just laugh at somebody that's yeah. a loony or somebody that oh god just get over it oh just be a man stop crying <laughs> that's the big all one, yeah. these things you know mm. subconsciously they're all there mm. so when somebody says you know i'm not feeling too great you attach that with that stigma and yep. then you dismiss it yeah so how do we get rid of that stigma the mm. education
3: and mm. just educating because that look, young people are influ influential uh, influenced easily Mm. Uh, and that's why this massive stigma has come about, is mm. because, you know, you see a, a soap opera and they all laugh, and someone, or your dad laughs at a, a character, that's, and then you learn to then think, associate that with, oh, that's pathetic. Negative. And then it's great. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're influential, influenced easily at that age in a negative way, then you can be influenced positively um and i think that comes with education you go mm. hey look listen talk to a group of five olds be like this is depression this is really bad okay this is serious we need to do this to help you because nobody's born believing that no. stigma no. exactly you're not born you're not born hating you're not born no. discriminating you no. have no. to learn that and if we can learn to hate and discriminate against then we can learn to be accepting yeah. and i think that's where it comes down to we need to educate young people words
2: are so important adults you know parents uh, older brothers, role models. We need better role models, and not just people on the telly or on films or on the stage. You know, it's people around. If you're a big brother, you have a responsibility to Absolutely. to say the right things, even if you don't mean it. Sometimes, sometimes you just want to be funny. It's an easy
1: joke to make, yeah. but these words stick with people, don't they? They do. But who's teaching the big brothers? Mm. You know, how do they? You know, yeah. well, no one's no one's got a clue what they're meant to be doing, and everyone's you know sort of treading on eggshells mm. you know, we had sam thompson podcast before and he was like i'm scared petrified of what i can do if i actually show right. my real personality am i going to be judged and scrutinized and ripped up and torn out for shreds and you know and everyone's no one's teaching it yeah. i just think fundamentally i mean look, from my experience at school going back to all of this stuff i that my earliest memory of what i, what I was meant to be was that i had to just say this every time I had to smash my exams get good grades Go to university, that will get me a good job and then I'll get the house and da 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 All that kind of... And then bingo, tick, I've success. that's a success. You know, I've done it. And everything will be great if I can achieve all that stuff, but I need to work hard now. You know, and I think a whole lot of the problem is that we're growing up in this results business and then people are achieving these things and then they're still feeling you know, a bit empty inside because basic human instincts like kindness and love and empathy and connection and all that stuff has been completely lost because it's becoming one big competition and I'm, my my personality is based on my results. And, right. you know, all this stuff, I think, I feel, yeah. I don't blame the schools itself because they're going to, to, to legislation or what they're meant to do, but um, fundamentally, I feel at school, we're pointed in a direction and say, go for it. <laughs> and, and we nail yeah. it, some people, and it's the worst thing we could possibly do put all our value into that stuff. So I'm at meditation uh, for a long time. I did a meditation course, and I still didn't really want to do it. It didn't, it didn't resonate with me until I actually discovered guided meditations, and then that something that talked to me. And finally, I started making progress with meditation. I think that three or four years after I originally did the course, and someone guiding me through it, that was a difference for me.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. I, I tried for so long to do it on my own. Um, lying down in the living room on the living room floor, etc., all those types of things. And until I truly tried all avenues, and, and I stumbled across uh, guided meditation. And now we have the Mind Detox app to guide us through our meditations. It really kind of helps us get to the place where we need to be or want to be in that moment. And I'd highly recommend it. It's, it's a minefield out there, isn't it? To try and find the right tool for you. And I think we have. Uh, so if you if you want to check it out, it's called the Mind Detox app, and it's on the App Store and on Google Play, and and it will hopefully really help you get to that place.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Do you feel that at school still, that we're losing who we are and and defining ourselves by the results and what we're meant to achieve? Absolutely. You know, the the word exam factor has bounced around so
3: much. And with the cuts to the arts budgets that schools get now, I mean, I did an article the other day for The Sun about the fact that they've just cut the arts budgets and that's how ridiculous that is. Because it is. You know, if you focus all of your students on passing your GCSEs and passing your A-levels, but only on the academic subjects. What are you telling them really? It's the fact that if you're not good at science or math or English, then you're a failure and you're not yeah. gonna succeed in life. And that's so bad. And we see that people that are good at arts and are invested in the arts and drama and music, and all, they're actually, there's a larger portion of them that, that suffer with their mental health. Mm. And so you're taking that group of people and then telling them that they're not good enough and they're not gonna succeed in life because they can't pass the science GCSE. That's just awful. But you're right. There is still this partial GCSEs, A levels get good grades, go to uni, get a job, get a wife. Then that's tick the box. You're successful. I've, I've
2: put a, a music career on hold for twenty years <laughs> yeah. because. Um, or, Thank God or, for that. I know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> probably for a very good reason. <laughs> but like, or just even performing, or having the gets to pick up a guitar and perform in front of more than one person. Because of the stigma attached to that, yeah. you know, namby, pamby, pufta, whatever you have yeah. been called in my school, yeah. right. because you were doing something absolutely. remotely arty creative. other than rugby, yeah. being creative or being yeah. you know, extrovertly
1: vulnerable effectively. Yeah, because you can be judged on that. This is self expression, which yeah. our exactly. soul is absolutely desperate to mm-hmm. show itself. You know, we've absolutely. got these talents inside of us. We want to be the best in the world, but we want to play with it and express it and, yeah. If they're stripping art more out of the curriculum, then mm. less self-expression, more it's, definition by resu- art defined and, by results, and oh, it's, yeah it's what,
2: what happens hard. a lot is I don't know about what schools are now, I haven't been in one for ages, but these to give you tools to be successful in that world. Mm. Mm. Like what tools could we teach kids? To, to find out if if they are if they are in tune with themselves and who they are and what they want etc and with the awareness is there this first aid is now this three to each year or whatever and and they have this better curriculum to implement more mindful teach ways of teaching so we're not just like a two hour slot of mindfulness so like every lesson is taught more in a mindful way but what I find really helpful for me that I learned when I was thirty odd and I'm still learning, and I still will always learn it was what tools I need to get me through day to day stuff, ups and downs you know, and what you all probably have tools for your own yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, what what can we do in schools? What what can we do apart from have, like, I've always had this lovely idea, instead of assembly where you sing kumbaya badly, (laughs) just, like, just breathe and just do meditation.
1: Mm. I'd love that to be an idea. Do you think that's ever possible? Yeah, I'm sure it's possible. I don't see why. You're seeing meditation introduced in some schools, aren't you? There's Mm. some stats around how, I can't remember exactly what's improving, but something is dramatically improving when they're swapping um, detention for meditation. I'm, I'm
2: talking about, like, that daily. meditation yeah. is, yep. is saving me daily yeah. you know it's keeping me more present and, and more happier than I've ever been yeah. it, this needs to be a societal culture shift yeah. in our schools in the, yeah. across the UK because like you say it's the biggest killer yeah if this wasn't like I've said this before if this if this the, the reason why all these young men were dying were because of uh, enemy bullets. We'd be at war. Yeah. Which so we're at war with mental illness. Mm-hmm. In in and we we need to do something about it. So we need to be a huge shift. And maybe it is something drastic, as drastic as doing meditation mm-hmm. instead of assembly, <laughs> yeah. mm. yoga instead of yep. grabbing a rugby or a football. You yeah, know that, that's true. Well, well, I know it's well, I mean, as people, well as as well as yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, implementing
3: more mindful exercises, yeah. tools. What what are your tools? Well, I mean. My biggest one, it is actually talking in the mirror to myself, mm. um, and I find oh. that so useful. Yeah. I do that pretty much every morning, I'll give my a list of things. Or? um it's when i was going through a really hard time i used to have a lot of good quote. i used to have quotes i just read out and i'd give a quote for a day when i really needed it um but at the moment it's just wake up i'll have a shower and i'll just stand in the mirror and i'll be like right, what do you need to do today how are we gonna do that and if there's a problem right this is what we're doing today then how are we gonna overcome that problem and it just makes everything so much more manageable so i find that really really useful just talking to yourself in the mirror um, which is my Just my Sorry to yeah. interrupt
1: on that. I remember, uh, when I first worked with a coach, she said, you know, you need to start talking to yourself in the mirror. My reaction was, mm, pretty sure it's was the first sign of madness when you start talking <laughs> yeah. to yourself. You know, sure yeah, you want exactly. I'm even a bit intimidated by it this was, conversation. I've never done this before. I, right, I, it's yeah. your self talk, right? You hear, you're, be careful what you say to yourself. Yeah. You're listening. Yeah. You know, that. That's, that's your soul is listening, your soul is responding. Mm-hmm. You know, emotions are reactions to your thoughts, to your words. Yeah. so you self-talk is brilliant yeah and if you see yourself actually wow. you know Absolutely. To yourself. i think i
3: did it without realizing and yeah, then right. suddenly sam died and i was like oh okay let's actually talk about this seriously let's actually consciously make the effort to tackle some some of the things that are going on and it just changes your mindset for the whole Ooh. day wow. it really worked for me mm. um so i struck gold with that one that's um, a good one yeah i yeah. gotta actually start trying, trying that give it, it a, a go of it. it helps me okay It's also really good for memory as well so when I, I have lots to do in the day I'll stand there and I go right we need to do this at 9 this at 10 we're going to go do an assignment there and it's just so good it, it changed changed my day is so, it always positive stuff? yeah you know, definitely it's, yeah? yeah it's yeah. sort of goal orientated or absolutely you so if do. there's a problem it's how we're overcoming this yeah. and never detrimental because obviously as you said like what you tell yourself affects how you think of yourself so massively and that's why you know we've got you know see let's go back to the instagram thing you scroll and you see some bodybuilder or some model and you go i'm not that good i'm disgusting look at me and that's so detrimental to yourself so if you can actually stand in the mirror see yourself telling yourself that you're good enough and you can get through this you can get over that problem it's actually so beneficial and it changes your mindset that's powerful stuff that really
2: is i've only ever said bad stuff to myself in the mirror. Mm. Right, you know, yeah. like I'm making a fool of myself, getting too pissed, going right.
1: to the toilet, and being like, "Okay, shit, together, you piece of shit." Right? You know, was, I've done that recently. We're taught that's kind of how we should be: ambitious, strong. You know, come on, yeah, come yeah, pull it. yourself together, yeah. get in there, You're and roll. Yeah, this. roll, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's not helping. And I would
2: never say that to somebody I cared about. No, If they course. said, oh, do you know what, I just made a fool of myself, i get getting too drunk, I just know what I want to do, I want to be doing this, I'd I give them a really positive talk. Yeah. You know what you want to do, you can do this. Mm. So Instead I, of just, yeah. I do it, to my, I, I'm yeah. horrible to myself, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we hear our words and yeah. our thoughts. Yes.
1: yeah. We, we
2: react, that's how we feel as a result. I suppose when you're checking in as well, when you you, you say it out loud. That's that's make it makes it more real when you Absolutely. say it. Absolutely. Like,
3: get or yeah. I think if it's negative or positive, you get it out. Mm. It's a, it's a, it can only be a good thing. Yeah. yeah, we we say it all the time. Talk about your mental health. Talk to people. Talk to people. And it's like actually, these things are really intimidating to talk to people about. And sometimes yeah. you don't want to go and talk to a family member or a GP or or a therapist or a friend or something. And actually, just talking to yourself in the mirror can get a huge amount off your chest. Wow. And that's yeah. what I find. Uh, so when things get too much, I just go down. I have a little therapy session on my own. <laughs> <laughs> and it works a treat. Oh my right, God, Ben, that's...
1: let's go to therapy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sit down, Ben. That's, that's that remarkable. Is, that is something that we can, you know, at school at a basic level, at a young age, you know, letting kids understand how they talk to themselves is really important. You know, positive self-talk. They've got, if they tell themselves they're not good enough, That's not going to set off their day in in a good way. No, not at Um,
3: all. But but teaching stuff like this, you know, if you had a PSHE lesson once a week, we had PSHE. If you could dedicate that to mindfulness for a term, different techniques for controlling stress, I think that could teaching tools would be amazing, right? So beneficial, and then suddenly you have ways of dealing with that stress. So when exams come, when you have a death in the family, when traumatic things happen to you, you have that. That education to fall back on you can go oh let's have a chat in a mirror you can open up yeah. the book of tools
2: and go right yeah, okay exactly. this is feeding like this i'm gonna yep. go i'm gonna get this energy out go for yep. a run or just, just look at my diet yep. or look at talk to myself in the mirror yep. do some yoga meditation there's so many tools out there and i think it's it's important to normalize those because mm. like if you get a four-year-old kid and you say this is how the world works they're gonna go yep okay I've got my book of tools, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and if, if if that's the only thing, I think some parents might already have that with some kids. Then they go to school and go, I've got these tools, and then they get picked on. Yeah, because of the stigma attached yeah. to all of that. Well,
3: imagine if imagine if I went to school right now, okay, and I was sitting in the in the public bathrooms at school, <laughs> just having a little chat to myself. Oh, that wouldn't be accepted. Well, I'd be laughed at. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's that we need to obviously, you know, I don't do it in public. Um, I yeah. do, you know, because it's a private thing to talk about that, and that's how I would like it. But. You know, I think it's stuff like that that we can do, journaling, stuff like that. I think it's so important. And that's how we, we tackle this. But then again, to teach that, you need teachers that are passionate about the subject. And that yeah. comes back to educating teachers.
2: Yeah. But no, normalizing is a huge thing. And like when you you say that, you know, it's not socially acceptable to be <laughs> chatting to yourself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. But it is to be bragging about shagging loads of girls yeah, and drinking that's, beer that's when you're 40. That's kind of almost socially acceptable. Now. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that's lad points. That's lad yep, points. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. You know, if you're doing something for yourself to make yourself a better person, so you don't suffer, that's not lad that's points. Like, ne- it's no. negative. App. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally.
1: It's. Can we go back to something you said? Um, uh, you know, upon the that was at the Sunday that you you you, you discovered your brother. Yep. Um, you said that kind of you, you almost found yourself sort of sharing a joke with the with the, yep. the ambulance, and you know that for me kind of looking at masculinity you know we've got to be so I wonder if there was part of you thinking you know got to I, be I've got to be strong here and I'm so strong this isn't impacting me I can even have a joke in this situation I mean, yeah. subconsciously you know and yeah. there wasn't a conscious choice that you you, you made the but this is what you were growing up to, to be and think you should be yeah and how how like how did you see yourself needing to be as a, as a man growing up at school you know was that was that kind of part of what you taught yourself to be um I think obviously at school as a as a boy you have
3: those underlying underlying pressures to be a man but luckily for me I had some incredible incredibly close friends that I did, I didn't really feel like I needed to pretend to be anyone around which I'm really lucky in that sense yeah. that they were you know they weren't the laddish lads they were actually just great to be around and just I could be myself around them and we didn't go and do rugby you know we weren't in the top sport teams but I had a fantastic school, actually. We were all really, really close. Um, it was quite small, and it was a local school. It was fa- it was really nice because, you know, you could have... I could just go... I wasn't in the rugby team, I wasn't in the football team. I was awful at sports, and I still am. Um, but I could still go and have a conversation with the captain of the A-team rugby team, and we'd just get along. Mm-hmm. And so for me, yes, obviously, it's an underlying theme because it's everywhere. Be a man, don't cry. Um, and I remember, particularly for me, I didn't like people hugging me. In public, which is a bit weird. So that was clearly something, you know, because I didn't like looking like vulnerable, whatever. But I think I was quite lucky in the sense that I didn't have those pressures all the time because I could just retreat to my friend group and not feel like I could had to pretend to be anyone. Um, As as for the night, I think a large part of it was my dad had actually gone on on away for work. He'd just left when it all happened, so it was I was the oldest, and it was just me, my mum. Obviously, my mum was just in pieces because of what had just happened obviously as you would imagine and i think rather than it being a con- not a, a subconscious decision to be a man or whatever i think it was a necessity mm-hmm. the fact that i had suddenly been put into this position where you know it's not about my how i act or who i am it's about trying to save this kid's life yeah. um and i i mean it was just very sort of instinctive as i as i said and yeah. maybe it was just like me going If I don't do something, no one will. Um, And a large part of what happened to me, and and the joke I said to the the paramedic, uh, the the 999 call handler, was actually something about my mum sitting against the door, um, basically going into shock, as you'd imagine, and I was doing CPR, and I said, what a situation. I think I laughed. It's like, you couldn't make this up, could you? And I was just laughing. And actually, that's really, really strange to be laughing in a situation like that. But I think it was just me going we trying to cope and adding humour to a situation yeah. just going oh this isn't happening let's just laugh because that's what you do you? you get an awkward situation and go, go ah, and, and maybe that was what I was trying to do
1: but and, and do you know what? I, I really hear you on that and I think that's really important and, and we do need to sometimes we do need to armour up and we do like in that situation You can't, it's not going to help anyone if you do go into an emotional state and you know it almost blows up more In that in that time you had to put your armour on but I think where we get a little bit lost as men is that we think we've got to live in that state all the time and i think you know the fact that you could in that moment hold yourself together and for the good of the family and this was this was a safety situation mm. you know the people's lives are happening right there it's important, but actually, then when we step out into, to to non-safe Stepping situations, out. can we let ourselves, you know, actually be seen and, and actually yeah. not have to wear the armour that, that is all about security and Absolutely. be more vulnerable you to ask let people men see us? That
2: have been in the army and and they yeah. put on that literal suit of armour, they yeah. put on their armour, they go out there mm. and they need to be that person for that in that moment. But afterwards, like you went through, what do I do now? I, surely, there's trauma attached to this. Yeah. You know, like in every situation, I think we do not want to come across as people that we want every man to be soft and we want them just to love and be loved and be accessible and vulnerable constantly and all these things. It's like this, you know, you, everyone, man and woman, you have to step up at times yeah. when you have the tools to deal with that, the, the higher you can step and the harder you can drive back. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the awareness that you had even to go, do you know what? This isn't affecting me. I need to do something about yep. this. changed your life. Yeah, some people totally. do n- have never done that, and they live with trauma for the rest of their days, mm-hmm. and it's killing, that's killing people as well, not yep. just obviously these pressures that we've talked about, there are these moments, how, how, how we prevent these moments, how we deal with those moments during the moment, in the moment, and mm-hmm. straight away afterwards. Yep. there's going to be something. I, I, I experienced a, a death of a friend this this summer um it was an unbelievable shock i still haven't cried about it i haven't really dealt with it. i've been trying my damned uh, knowing that i need to dig into yeah. it and and i'm still trying to i mean the pursuit to deal with it yeah you know i know it's going to come and Absolutely. having that awareness is incredibly important you can't just br- put
3: push that stuff down yeah you've got to deal with it oh yeah i had the same thing just after the initial what's kind of weeks or something it just became totally numb and I was like, why is this happening? And through the funeral, I wasn't crying. It didn't, didn't matter to me. And it, Well, obviously it mattered to me, but it didn't appear like it mattered to me. Yeah. Um, and that was when I, it just came kind of surreal. And I was like, well, that's not normal, is it? How can you go through something like that and not feel anything? That's ridiculous. So that's when I kind of went, hmm, let's let's have a little dig. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> so glad you did. <laughs> do say. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I never consciously... I say that, but I never consciously went, oh, let's let's see what's going on there. It just happened. It happened through helping other people and hearing other people's stories. And then I just kind of started talking about myself. And then mm. I was like, ooh, there are emotions under there somewhere. So I had to do a bit now. of digging. But yeah, absolutely. What yeah. was the, the form of therapy that you used? The, um, I've never had proper... Well, oh, I went to one counseling session, hated it, and never went back. Um, <laughs> Don't but, do that, kids. <laughs> <laughs> not, not good advice. Um, so... I, need, I am going to go back. I'm going to go to the uni one and see where that goes. But for me, I've never had official therapy. I've gone into the mirror. I've sat myself there. I've written stuff down. I've done all of the things they, they tell you to do, you know, roughly. And for me, what's really helped me is just, as I said, my close group of friends I can tell anything to. Mm. My family, my friends, my local community, the amount of support has been absolutely astronomical and to the point where that has just pushed me through, pushed me through and allowed me to stand up taller than I ever thought I could bef- before um, and to a point where I'm actually okay about what's happened and it's all happened and it's I've gone through the stages and I think I'm, I'm at the end of it, I'm at the end of the tunnel. I'm, I'm really glad you said that yeah. because
2: well, the big discussions I've, had, I've been having at the moment uh, obviously uh, is trying to get waiting times, if you go, if you did go to the job doctor, getting those waiting times shortened and... Yep. Um, having better facility normalizing therapies but those yeah. when i say alternative therapies like what did, what therapy did you go for it doesn't necessarily mean you went for counseling or, mm. or to see a coach or to see a therapist or a, a, a psychiatrist you 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 sort out the yeah. the, the, the 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 tools the, pe- the people around you that you can actually use mm. as part of a therapeutic process and i try i try and try and explain that all the time but that's the best way to say that like instead of you going to the doctors and t- get, then get being prescribed some tablets that you don't necessarily yeah. need you went and sought the essential stuff that we all need yeah. which is absolutely communication connection with your friends having people to go to finding different tools and acknowledging that you needed the help is half the battle anyway yeah. which would have helped you
1: yeah and i i feel so strongly about that it feels like you know, your friends have been a big part of getting you Absolutely. to where you are now. Yeah. You know, and and if, you know, I do believe you make your own luck, and you made those friends, and it's testament to you that you had those people around you. But what if you were in a different, you know, different school, and it was a slightly different environment, and you didn't have those 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 children, um, sort those friends around you, yeah. and you didn't feel like you you know you did have to really be that man. You had to be in the sports teams, but you weren't really great at sport, yeah. and you didn't have the, the the people who were in the same space as you. And you felt a bit lost. Because there'll be people out there like that, right? Yep. Um, can you imagine how challenging that would have been?
3: And that, that's why suicide's the biggest killer of men.
1: Yeah. Under 45. Yeah. Period, that's why.
3: Because so many people... I mean, I'm incredibly lucky to have been put into a situation like that with what I had around me uh, available. But, I mean, so many people don't have that opportunity. And that's why suicide is the biggest killer of men under under 45. It's just because there is that stigma to be, you know against mental health there is that pressure to be a man and then once some if i'd come out if you put myself in that situation where i had to be the man and i didn't have anyone to talk to could you imagine how horrendous that would be to feel like you're alone having gone through something so horrific and then not tackling it at all i mean it might not affect me in a couple months after it happened but give it 5 years at some some point down the line it's going to all suddenly hit because mm-hmm. these things don't go away you have to, you have to suffer in some in some sense. You can't uh, suppress. No, not
1: nah, at all. It will eat you away. I also think it's, it's, it goes back to how important it is that that, that we are allowed to, to have creative expression at school. You know, arts. Because how do you meet your tribe when you're all if, you, if you're not able to express yourself, if you're not able to to find your interest, these different things. How do you find those friends? You, you, like you might be sitting cross class with someone who you really could bond with, but you never get the chance because all you're doing is head down grinding away at books, yep. and you mm-hmm. know there's never actually dis- discovering hobbies together, or yeah. you know because without these friends, this is I just cannot imagine. And if mm-hmm. you can't show, if you can't really be yourself with people and have real connection, it's that is a heavy weight yeah, to walk around well, with.
2: Well, we have a, a dire situation with. Older men, as well, 45 plus, people who are in their, they call it a midlife crisis, but you know, whatever they've suppressed over the years, they haven't found their track and they're they're trying to. uh, trying to find something exciting so sometimes that could be an affair or a shiny car whatever it is or whatever crisis they're in there's, yeah. there's so many men at that age dying as well because mm-hmm. of suicide because they'd rather that way out than leave their their family mm. and, and and there's a huge uprising now as you would say about re- retreats and there's men my age 36 plus and there's, there's a lot of people desperate in need to find their tribe to find their people to find the friends that you've yeah. got you know, in, And thank God that's happening. But mm. I suppose what we're all saying, and I'm just thinking out loud, is that to give people the tools and have an opportunity in schools for them to find their tribe or know how to at least... T- um,
1: seek a tribe member you know from that young age it's, it's yeah. incredibly important absolutely. and encourage them to, to follow these expre- self-expressions within yeah. them yeah. these artistic skills that we've all got something you know it might not be the traditional sport or it might not be the normal thing at school but what is what is it and we've got to bring that flavour out of everybody
2: yeah. and that that's I think that's finances in school I was yeah. in the school with 30 odd people in my classroom yeah. you know, And we all had to play rugby If it was yeah. anything else You yeah. were fucked yeah. and, you know, and if you weren't smart You were right at the back And then you were put, yeah. put in a different class And you pretty much forgotten about yeah. And the uh, careers advice would be pretty obsolete i go I want to work in the BBC I think I want to work in that world I don't want to have a miserable life I want to have a fun life, I think. I Mm. saw it at a telethon for HTV Wales in 1992. (laughs) I want to do that, I think. Mm. He was like, you're good at rugby. Be a PE teacher. Think big and be a PE teacher. (laughs) I mean, like, fair enough to him, whatever it is. But, you know, this is why I envy this class divide in private schools and, and, you know, people Mm. that don't go to the... So many more opportunities are in these privately educated schools for people with higher income, and they get... They get oh, do you know what? You're not great at rugby, but try lacrosse. Or try if you're not good at that, try piano. Try mm. the, and I think yeah. that is going to save so many people
3: yeah.
2: finding your thing, finding who you are, finding your tribe, all that stuff. I just fear about the kids in Sheffield. I fear fear Liverpool, Wales. You know, or, you the know, the working class areas where they they feel as if they, nobody gives a shit yeah. about them because I think statistically and
3: and, and financially, yeah. on paper, nobody does. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's true um, but I went through a private school um, uh, before I went to my secondary school which was a grammar school and so I saw the contrast and I I know that I much much preferred the grammar school and that environment to the private school um, for example um, someone that I knew at the private school had serious mental health problems and still does um, but their parents refused to accept that that is a thing oh wow and that's all about um st- their social status and everything Mm. they they have perfect children and that's a huge part of of the private school thing they're perfect family they have perfect hair perfect children perfect minds um and i know that's a huge problem with that is Mm. this social status um and so i know a lot of people that have suffered because of that through private school so i know yeah you have the money to do yeah so in general yes possibly but there's still individually i hate sex like I'm gonna have so much shit for this, but there's still the problems of, of going to a private school and having the sort of expectation from your family. And I know she was really found it difficult to know where to go because she, I mean, she can't talk to her parents about anything. Mm. You when you're that age, nothing's confidential to your parents because obviously you know it changes at what is it sixteen or something. Mm. So yes, I guess you have arts and and all that available to you because there's the money to. But at the same time. There's there's different problems, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: one hundred percent. Mental illness does not discriminate. Totally, totally, one hundred percent. Yeah. And I think we again going back to what we see in the papers at the moment with Meghan and Harry. People yeah. saying, "Well, she got to be depressed. Totally. She just <laughs> married yeah, exactly, into yeah. Gazillions." And you're yeah, like, well, it, "No, mental health does not give a shit. No, no. You've got no, a government. crown on your head, mate." <laughs> yeah. no. And and I think yeah, but exactly that one hundred percent is a factor, yeah. you know it does not discriminate whether you're in a private school or a a, a Public school. But But you're um, right about the opportunities. The the opportunity, I think, as far as tool expressing yourself, I think, you know, financially that does go against people.
1: Can I ask one more question? We probably should wrap things up soon. But, um, do you, no, do you... I do
2: not want to wrap up today. I want... Leave
1: it to Wise. This is brilliant.
2: <laughs> Other than I need to de- rehydrate because it's boiling in here. <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: hot, hot, hot. You've got a jumper on, isn't it? What are you doing? I like sweat patches are. Just... I, I, I am <laughs>
2: trying to be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Having a sauna as we speak. Yeah,
2: we, have, we get them naked, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, these
1: days. That person on Instagram <laughs> that was. Pat- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> we'll have to keep you for another half an hour. Or something we'll get you yeah. in the end. But um, what I wanted to ask actually, you spoke beautifully. About your friends and how much they've meant to you, and 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 that's beautiful. It's really lovely to hear. But what I just wondered is, do you do they do they know how much they mean to you? Do they know how valuable they've been to you? Do you have are you able to have those conversations where you really you know, or is it is it not is it not manly? You know, is that not a masculine thing to do to to share? Because I definitely didn't. You know, my form of affection, I always used to say it when I was younger in my twenties, was definitely to take the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my form of affection. Never right. did I actually share, you know, what people mean. And now, you know pouring my heart out from connection sure. with people is, is a beautiful thing but that's another thing I think you know young age in society it's not cool it's not to actually let people know this kind of stuff yeah. how, how has that been for you? No I mean I, I, I do tell them you do I do tell them nice. and I, again I think it's I
3: mean you'll see it later we're going to the, the, yeah. eve, the party tonight yeah. I'm going to I've got three of my mates there and nice. I think just being there and knowing you know that they've allowed me to get to that point, allowed us as a family to get to that point. There's that, we just know right. yeah. that they are, they are, they know they're the reason that this has all happened. They know they're the reason that I'm not, in a psychiatric ward somewhere you know it's seriously um they have saved my life and I tell them that a lot and I hope Mm. I hope that comes across obviously you know when you're given a compliment like that you shrug it off and I think that's only natural and they're they're incredibly modest about it and they they would never accept (laughs) my thanks but Mm. I think they know and I think like you say there is, there is, well, there's definitely moments that we just piss each other off, and, and that's how, how we yeah, show affection, it's obviously. The violence, right? But there are the moments, you know, that, that we can go, hey, seven, and, and we we'll thank you that you mean absolutely world. Um,
2: what the exactly. fuck is this party? You should no, you not invite. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. and what, a fight. What, it, what, uh, what is this? Maybe uh, my ju- <laughs> maybe it's in my junk mail. Yeah. Yeah. What is
1: it? Where are you going? We're going to the Just Giving Awards. Just Giving Award tonight. Yeah, Pfft, I'm I'm a bystander anyway. but Ben's uh, Ben's going to be big time there. If, uh, yeah, got? shortlisted for an award, which will be exciting.
3: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all all we'll, will be revealed tonight. Yeah, hopefully, and actually,
1: yeah. I'm going with Josh Patterson, who yep. uh, who I met. Sat, Ooh, he sat in your seat. Name drop. Yeah, <laughs> the first time. But I'm saying because of the podcast, that's we made okay. that connect. You know, we shared yeah, the yeah, conversation. yeah so um, yeah, be... it's really lovely. This is what for, I, I guess this is what it means. That' why I asked you as well. When you share these conversations, you know Ben, whether it's a year or two years or whatever, whenever our cross our paths cross, you know we we let each other see each other during these podcast conversations, mm. don't we? You know they, we go beneath the surface, and yeah. that's what I'd love more men to do: is have conversations it's where like normal people, yeah. <laughs> just like normal people, where it's not demasculating to to talk about feelings, that, and you know it actually allows you to see each other and create a bond. We've never had somebody leave this room sad. Oh mm. yeah, I feel that. That's yeah, a, absolutely I
2: agree. Of hope, This That's why I walk
3: out crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these so boys hard. dragging all that <laughs>
2: shit back up. No, everybody, even the even the perceived tougher ones that we've, you know, Joe Marler, Jim. Yeah. Mm. We've, you know, we've we've we ha- this open space, this safe space, mm. men's group circle, men. You know, I think
3: this is what we need to do absolutely. immediately. Absolutely, immediately. what what's next for you? Oh, we've got to, um, you know, we've got to follow up on this petition while it's still hot. I mean the signatures are flying through the roof at the moment you know, as we speak, given the, the promotion we've had through the media. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try and organize another walk for next year because I think that's so valuable to get people talking. Um, yeah absolutely and I think that that's something that we can start planning obviously balancing with uni like I say Hmm. trying to do a million and one things (laughs) at once is mad but luckily I like to keep busy so you know we'll see where it goes but I'm really excited for the next year and see what we can actually try and Change some, change some things, change people's lives. Keep banging that drum, my friend. Oh, you are yeah. doing an amazing job, Frank. Cool. Thank are you, you.
1: Are you doing talks in schools? Or?
3: It's something I'd like to go into. Yeah. I've, I, did wa- I did one at my school that I left, and then I did a talk at an emergency services conference. Um, it's just about trying to get that that next level of comfort around this whole thing because obviously, you know, you stand in front of a school for me it was I've, it was very much uh, my brother is that age it's difficult to kind of go this talk about this real issue but i think it's so important because i'm so relatable i've just come out of school yeah and i had this opinion about mental health panic attacks were pathetic and depression was just having a bad day and i think it would be so important for me to kind of use that experience it- and how i've changed my mind to actually and you say you have to step into that arena, yeah.
2: yeah if you're campaigning for 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 education for teachers, yeah, to have totally, to have this, totally, your
1: world. and I'd like to. You know. people, people need you. People need to hear your story and oh. to see you to see what you got to say because it's powerful and it's. You, I, I never had a a, a really a, um, a role model growing up as a man. You know, it was it was. It was I always say it was Arnie and and um, Sylvester Stallone and that lot on, yeah. on TV showing me masculinity. Mm. You know, no one showed me. So the more men that we can yeah. have sharing openly from the heart about things that matter I'd love to to love a young to age yeah, make that impact fly you know, the flag fly the flag absolutely yeah. Yeah. do you yeah. have Sound a flag? For... do I have a flag? No. you should get <laughs> a shall flag make...
2: as well <laughs> that's,
3: that's a statement isn't it? <laughs> do
2: you hear the people sing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're not, not going to forget this assembly <laughs> we don't
2: have to pay for that do we? that, that was less than five seconds thank you <laughs> wonderful
3: stuff oh, shall
2: dear. we finish with a, a one word checkout?
3: a one word checkout. yeah
1: wow Cool, um, probably the same word that I'd have most of the times I have these conversations, and that's I think it's the word that comes to me is inspired. You know, I feel inspired having these conversations. Knowing there's people like Ben doing the work that he does, championing this stuff. Yeah, inspired. I just feel alive and inspired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out.
3: yeah. Well, I think you know you asked the check-in at the start, and I I used the word freedom, and I think that's what I'm going to use again. Like, I just feel so much more open, and I'm going to leave this room. And I'll, I think I said, I'll leave this room and I've got all the assignments uh, daunting. I da- have that daunting feeling. But no, I, I do feel so much more in touch. I think that's a good, good way of putting it. So thank nice. you guys. That's okay. Oh, definitely.
2: Cool. Uh, I'm going to say, um, inspired is a really good one. I've just been sitting here thinking of an, another word for basically what I'm trying to express is um, I feel like we're all we're all trying our best, the three of us here. An image in the corner there, another producer We're all we're all here, working with with life happening to try and help people, and 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 we're all on the same page. So I really feel uh, rejuvenated with that because sometimes I can get lost, and right. you think, oh God, you know assignments. You go, oh God, I could go do this, go to yeah. that, and it's it's hard at times. But every time I come into this room and chat to another amazing guest, Ben, I always just feel rolling up my sleeves. And it doesn't matter how tired I am. we got to keep banging on that drum and keep knocking those doors, especially number 10's door. <laughs> yeah. Depending on whoever's in there, because that is like a revolving door at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 feel, I feel pumped. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I am
1: pumped. To spread the word, do whatever we yeah. can. I'm feeling you say on track. I just feel your yeah. on purpose. You know, this, this is our purpose, having these conversations, all of us, I feel. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So lovely to share them all with you, with you both.
3: Thank you so much for coming on,
2: Ben.
1: You Thank, been you. So Thank you so much for having me today. It's been brilliant. Keep up the great work. Thank you. You too. Thank you. So there we go. Um, one thing I love about doing these podcasts is that we get to speak with people who are just so passionate about this space and who show up and and really we can really go deep into things that matter so much to Matt and I and Ben is is one of those people and yeah it's um it's a powerful story i'm sure many of you are touched by that but the strength that Ben shows and the work he's doing and the way he handled and is still handling the situation that he's been through and the passion he's got for for this space is um is powerful and I hope that that's the a, a conversation that, that you can share with perhaps teenage teenage children, um, young boys who are perhaps struggling a little bit and, and and a little bit lost in this space. Ben is a great figurehead and he's doing some great work and I just hope he continues and continues to make the impact that, that he is already having and uh, just huge respect and thanks to Ben for coming along and sharing that story and showing the strength that he has because it matters and it's a privilege once again for me to to, well I'm Matt he's not here now but to have that conversation so yeah thank you for tuning in and and thanks to Ben and continue all your great work
2: Do you ever suffer from panic attacks or have anxiety and it's, it's those are the questions that i feel a lot of people uh, across the uk and across the world could
1: answer yes to at the moment couldn't they anxiety was a big one for me for sure and um i just didn't know what it was i didn't didn't know how to help myself i didn't know why it was there and um yeah the mind detox app that is our sponsor now uh, has got a free panic attack and anxiety meditation guided meditation that will really help you understand that and change your state for for, for the better I think if you if you haven't tried this already, go onto the app store, go onto
2: Google Play and check it out. It's called the Mind Detox app. And uh, like like me and Ben would say, it's it's helped us and we hope we can help you too.
0: Botox Cosmetic, Adabotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.